Hello, this is Julie Ann. Welcome to the podcast show Life with Collective Purpose, about you discovering your higher purpose in life and answering the call for a shared collective healing of the world. Be inspired by our guests that reveal how they made the shift from the individual life purpose to a collective purpose to serve all. If you resonate with the guests of this show, you will be inspired to shift to a life with collective purpose and to answer the call to join our container of bright lights that will shine on the new world. I am a book publisher that has helped over 300 authors to unlock their gift and purpose by sharing their knowledge and wisdom in a book. Many of these thought leaders are now recognizing this transition from the I to the we and their call to be of service. If you need some inspiration to look at your life and understand how you too can make this shift, listen in to our show every week. Join our family as we share our stories and make connections that will help you to live a life with a collective purpose. Hello, this is Julie Ann and with Collective Purpose. And today I have with me um, Dr. Diane Sue, and she is a school counselor, a psychologist, educator, teaching children and adolescents. She is also an author of psychology and counseling textbooks. And today I'm going to be talking about a book that she's going to be publishing soon um, about an author called Noemi. And Noemi Baum is quite an extraordinary woman. And um, I want Diane Sue to actually introduce her so that we can get a feel for who she is and, uh, and why Diane Sue had uh, the need to and the desire and passion uh, to work with her. So welcome, Diane Sue. Thanks, Julie. Um, it's really a pleasure for me to talk about Noemi Bond. Um, she was a close friend of mine, um, and I'll tell you a little bit about her background. She it was born in 1922 in the city of Seged, Hungary, um, born to um, parents who loved her dearly, Shamu and Yulishka. And um, even the beginning of her life was magical in so many ways. Her father um, had just returned from World War I. He was in a prison camp in Siberia for six years. He had written to Yulishka for all of that time. They had met only once before he was um, in the war and captured and, and um, held prisoner. And um, he returned to Hungary, um, going through some very difficult times to get there. But he returned, um, proposed to Yulishka. Um, they were married within weeks and uh, Noemi was born nine months later. And again, um, definitely loved um, dearly by her parents. And they were a Jewish family, um, therefore experienced a lot of anti-Semitism um, um, during that time, um, but really protected Noemi from that. And Noemi's story very much begins with her um, 
experience in the Holocaust in the Jewish ghetto first um, that was um, happening in Debrinson where they were living at the time. Um, her father was taken into forced labor. She became the um, powerhouse in the family, um, taking care of her mom who was ill, her grandmother, um, and a baby brother who was just six months old. And um, the story that I've written in Noemi's voice is about her experiences in the Holocaust, but much more than that, her um, strength, her vibrancy, her persistence, her grit, all the characteristics that got her through um, her time in Auschwitz-Birkenau. Um, and from there, she was sent to a labor camp in Germany, um, uh, a subcamp of Buchenwald. And um, again, her experiences are an important part of history, but even more for readers, her um, experiences beyond the Holocaust are an important piece. She was a young woman um, when she was finally liberated in her early 20s. And from there, she um, lived under Stalin's regime in Hungary and made the very difficult decision to escape. And part of the story is how she convinced her husband to go with her and her two young sons um, into Austria, up the mountains um, as refugees, and then make the journey to the United States where she was a sixth grade teacher for a number of years in Missouri. So again, in so many ways, she um, inspired me um, over the 25 years that we were close friends. And toward the end of her life, just before her 96th birthday, I woke up one morning and decided it was so important to document her history, her life. Um, and, you know, again, not just the Holocaust story, but beyond the Holocaust. Um, part of her story also is that her husband was a Holocaust survivor and um, shortly after he retired, he developed symptoms of dementia, Parkinson disease, and he, uh, Noemi took care of him for five years in their home. Um, she was um, the primary caregiver, had a little bit of help, but her devotion was absolutely inspiring, um, as was her devotion to telling her story, to bearing witness to the Holocaust. Um, shortly after her husband passed, when she was in her early 70s, she had the courage to return to Auschwitz. And she faced uh, her memories. Um, she said goodbye to her family. Um, it was an overwhelming experience. We were friends at the time, and I remember her coming back and lots and lots of processing of that experience. And she returned um, multiple times after that to the place where she had lost her mother, her grandmother, her sister, and her baby brother. And again, um, as she went through that time of processing her trauma, what she discovered was that telling her story was really helping other trauma survivors and they um, connected to her pain. And she believed that trauma is trauma and that her suffering was no worse than someone else's suffering. And the more she saw that she could help people by sharing her story, the more she did that. She uh, 
did that day after day. Um, when we first started writing the book um, before her 96th birthday, um, I asked her how many times she'd shared her story and she thought and she couldn't quite remember and she pulled out a notebook. And the notebook was full of every event that she had gone to, sometimes a classroom of 30 and sometimes an auditorium with hundreds of people. And I asked if I could take home the notebook and count it up. And it turned out to be more than 1200 times she had volunteered her time to um, share, um, share what had happened to her and also to share what she learned, the messages that she so much wanted to convey to her audiences. Um, she wanted to inspire people to make sure that we never had something like that happen again. She wanted to talk about prejudice and discrimination and how powerful that can be in terms of undermining a society and connections within a society. She spoke to audiences about the importance of speaking up. Um, she talked about what a slippery slope it was and how quickly things can turn. Um, and therefore, how important it is for us to be attentive to what's going on in our world. Yes, yes. And of course, right now, Diane Sue, I mean, this book is very relevant to what's happening um, in the world today. Um, it's a very timely book um, now as we see, you know, history almost, um, you know, repeating itself or at risk of repeating itself. Um, so I feel like the, the timing is, is incredible. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about how um, the experiences and what she shared um, uh, in her speaking engagements, how they're relevant to people today and what's happening you know, in the world today. Um, I, I really, we've had many conversations about this and, um, and I feel it's really important for uh, people that are listening right now um, to understand how important it is um, you know, to speak up and how important it is, as you say, to be aware of everything that's happening in the world to you. So can, can you talk to that for a moment in terms of, you know, how is this, uh, her story, um, so very important for what's happening in the world today? Yeah, thanks for that question, Julie. The, um, I, I think readers will see the parallels. I think they will easily see how um, authoritarian governments, authoritarian speech, um, dividing, othering, um, really looking at trying to separate people um, and causing confusion, um, using propaganda on not only Hitler's regime, um, but certainly the Stalin regime using propaganda so that people began to hear something so frequently that they began to believe it. And then the dehumanization, the words that were used um, toward the Jewish people and to others that were targeted, making the violence, the aggression, the um, turning our backs on the people um, easier just by setting that stage with misinformation. And um, just recognizing that authoritarian leaders often have a following and that following allows them to do what they do. Uh, Noemi very much 
recognized that Hitler could not have done the work himself, um, just as Stalin could not have done the work himself, just as Putin could not do the work himself. Um, just again, recognizing how um, people can be misinformed and not have all the information and then forget our common humanity. I think that more than yes. anything, Noemi, even in the final years of her life, um, the final weeks of her life was still asking the question, why did people stand by? Why didn't more people step up? Um, she recognized the answer was fear that creating systems that create that fear. Um, but at the same time, the question being, you know, the whole trajectory could have changed had more yeah. people stood up to the power. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. And, and I think we're probably seeing more of that um, today, um, you know, which we, I think we're seeing people um, that are recognizing that. And I think that um, people like Noemi that actually, um, you know, did those 12 talks, it had a big impact on people because she was talking um, to a very broad audience, uh, talking a lot to children to help them understand uh, the significance and the importance, but also um, talking to a much broader audience uh, to bring this awareness. What do you think she would say today, Diane Sue, about what's happening you know, in the world today? I, I, she passed three years ago and already at that point she was saying, and she said it to me many times as a close friend, as, as someone um, she could confide in was this feels all too familiar. Mm. And she was speaking at that time, of course, well before the Ukrainian invasion by Russia, um, but speaking to what she was seeing happening in Hungary with the increasing authoritarianism in that government, seeing what she was seeing in other parts of Europe, seeing what happened um, in Charlottesville related to the white supremacy that seemed to be emerging and coming out from the cracks, recognizing the same thing was happening in, in European countries, other countries, that whole sense of needing to regain power um, and othering and um, um, really distancing from humanity. And so she would say this feels all too familiar. I believe she would be devastated to see what is happening to the Ukrainian people because in her heart, she knows what it feels like to be there in the middle of the bombing, to lose family, to lose friends, to feel hopeless, um, and very likely feeling that the world um, could step up in a bigger way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Absolutely. So once again, this is a, a very powerful book in, in um, going back into history, going back into the story of the Holocaust and, and everything that um, she's been through so much in her life. Um, can we talk a little bit more um, about the book now, Diane Sue? Can you tell us, um, I know we had a, 
fabulous journey ourselves, even deciding on the title and subtitle of the book. Um, perhaps you'd like to talk about that a little bit and, um, and then uh, give us a more of an overview um, about the actual book itself. Okay, well, the, the title we finally arrived at um, with lots of help from Julie um, was <laughs> Remarkable Resilience, The Life and Legacy of Noemi Bond Beyond the Holocaust. Um, and part of that journey was I, um, I had some resistance to including the Holocaust in the title. I recognize a lot of people don't want to feel that pain or go to that place of horror. Mm -hmm. um, and so my thought was that to invite people into a broader experience of a woman's life, the Holocaust being you know, a, a short piece of it that certainly informed her life. Um, and as Julie and I talked, we decided it was important to put that out up front. Um, and also, um, I've been doing a lot of work with uh, Thomas Hubel and his collective healing community. He does a lot of work with collective trauma. And one of the things that I know that supports, again, um, uh, having us be talking about the period of the Holocaust and or the period of the Soviet oppression of the Soviet bloc countries is that we need to feel into that history and to digest that history. And by bringing real life people to life and connecting with who they were as people, uh, not just Noemi, but her mother, her sister, her grandmother, her father. Um, I think that helps us digest the reality of war. And the more we can digest that, the more we can be part of the peace movement, really recognizing the catastrophic effects of war. And stepping forward and um, bringing that digestion of the reality into the fold. And so, um, so often with atrocities, just like we're seeing happen in Ukraine, we get numb. We can only take so much, and mm -hmm. so we move away. We distract ourselves, or mm -hmm. we get very activated and we go in circles because we don't have that place of grounding. And so I am hoping that this book will give people an opportunity either to learn history, maybe they never learned um, because it felt too difficult and mm -hmm. or for those that are interested already in history to again, have another opportunity to digest and learn from Noemi and how she processed her trauma. Um, as we were talking about the years after the Holocaust, you'll see as you read those chapters, there's a lot of depth in terms of how she um, um, perceived that trauma and really seeing it as part of herself and not wanting to distance herself from that trauma, but to integrate it. At one point, she said it was like putting the pieces of the mosaic together, and she needed those pieces of those difficult parts of her life to be whole. And so I think um, for all of us, really um, stepping into that experience of understanding history, experiencing history through somebody's eyes, um, and therefore being part of the solution of creating a world where we don't have the need for, for war. 
Well, it's so, um, I, 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 I'm really uh, grateful, Diane Sue, that, that this, that you worked uh, with her for so long, um, you know, capturing that story. Um, and, and the fact that, you know, like you say, on her 96th birthday, that you woke up saying, you know, this story is so important and it needs to be captured. So I think it's, uh, you know, thank you so much for doing that because, you know, that was a, a, a big job to take on and um and i think um and i think what you what you really capture in the book um is uh the remarkable resilience um um of noemi and uh the way that she yes processed trauma um and the way that she helped other people to understand the importance of history and uh, and i know this happened later in her life so this was not something that she was doing you know it was after the death of her husband that she actually took to the stage and and talked to talking about it um so that in itself is is a remarkable that she um you know later in life uh realized how important it was uh to talk out about um so i think it's very important for people to understand you know the timing of this book um, and how important it is to, as you say, um, really connect to real people. And, and I know that that is something that this book uh, really does. This, this book um, and the way that you presented the story really does help you to, um, you feel like you're almost sitting on the shoulder um, of Noemi and uh, her experiences, you know, as not just her experiences, and in Auschwitz and, uh, and the Holocaust and what it was like for her, you know, in the camp to, um, you know, effectively witness the murder of her family and then for her to have the strength to carry on. And, and then, as you say, to have the strength to then, um, uh, you know, convince her husband after freedom um, to emigrate to America. And at that point, a lot of people then uh, would say, OK, I'm done with this. I'm now going to bury this um, and I'm not going to revisit it. This is my this is my life. But she did not do that. Um, you know, she uh, really understood uh, the importance of, um, you know, of, of speaking out um, and helping people to connect to real people. Um, and today, Diane, so I think that's so important. You know, I think even from my own perspective, um, I see myself on Facebook um, reading the stories of real people, reading the stories of people in Ukraine right now. You know, my friends that have, you know, a sister, a mother, you know, um, in Ukraine, um, pictures, you know, of people that uh, are sharing pictures of their childhood homes and then showing that, you know, they've now, that it's now just a shell and it's been bombed. And this reality really needs to come to people um, so they can identify, right? So I, this book is so important and so timely. And, uh, and I, I honestly think if uh, Noemi was here today um, to be able to um, talk for herself and talk about the importance, um, I, know, I know she would say that. Would, would you like to say a few words, um, Diane Sue, about, you know, if, if, if she was here today, what do you think um, she would be saying or, or what do you think she would be saying to her grandchildren or 
um, her relatives that are going to be uh, present at the book launch? I, you know, Noemi walked through the world um, with love. Um, you know, just anybody that met her saw that. Um, and I think the more love she received as she spoke to those 1200 plus audiences, the more love she had to share. And so I think she would be um, sending her love to the Ukrainian people. She would be sending her love to the people in Russia who are caught in a system of oppression um, and um, sending her love to those who yet not have awakened to the reality of what's happening with their government. Um, and sending a message to all of us that we have the opportunity to work and to act and to speak um, for a world where we don't have war, um, to recognize not just the personal um, impact of war, the, you know, the catastrophic personal impact of war, but those of us, for example, working in the area of climate justice, recognizing the amount of money that is spent on military equipment and to fund armies and, um, you know, just really to stop and be present to the fact that our human civilization has evolved to this place where so much of our of our energy um, resources is devoted to war. Um, and, the, and then the question be that there is another way. And that way is with love and caring and compassion and not numbing, not distancing ourselves, but connecting with the reality. Mm, I think that's what she'd be talking about. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. I'm sure it would be uh, very honored that you're honoring her in the, in that way. Absolutely. Um, okay. So the book launch is May the 1st. Um, we will be doing um, an online event um, and we will be uh, very shortly um, launching a Facebook event so that you can all um, get information about the book launch. Um, you can join the book launch um, and you will get to understand um, uh, all of the people that we um, are hoping are going to be at the book launch. Um, there is um, a, a few um, special guests that you are, you're hoping for and you're expecting, Diane Sue, would you like to talk a little bit about some of the um, special guests that you're expecting to come along and say a few words um, at your book launch? Well, for sure, there are going to be members of Noemi's family there, um, her two sons who were part of that experience of um, escaping from Stalin's regime um, in Hungary, crossing the border, um, going up the mountains in the bitter cold and, and finding refuge in a, um, a relief camp. Um, they will be there. Um, her grandchildren will be there, several of her grandchildren at least. Um, and we are hoping for the possibility, Ava Schloss, who is the um, stepsister of Anne Frank. Ava's um, mother married Anne Frank's 
father, Otto Frank, um, after the war. And Eva's written several books herself on the Holocaust. She herself is a Holocaust survivor. Um, and she was kind enough to read the entire manuscript and um, to do an endorsement. And she has very much um, made a commitment to at some point speak to Noemi's book as well. And we're hoping that it will work out for May 1st. We're juggling around some other things on her schedule, but we're hoping that Ava may be there to join us. That's wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. So, um, so where is the best place we find out about you, Diane Sue, and references to your book launch and more about the book? Where, um, where can people get hold of you personally? Okay, so my um, my website is Living with Resilience. Um, it will be launched within the next couple weeks, and there's a good place to connect right there. Um, also, also I'm currently on Facebook um, with my name on Diane Sue and um, would love to have you connect with me there. And then um, we're starting a Facebook group called Living with Resilience, the same name as my website. So um, invite you to connect with me at that point. Invite all of you to the book launch. I'm really looking forward to getting to know some new people in this process and um, connecting with you as we spread these important messages. And thanks That's wonderful. for inviting me. No worries, and I'm 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 very much excited about May first and and meeting all of these people and and hearing their firsthand experiences. Um, and uh, again, I am really delighted and honored to have been working on this book with you, and I'm really looking forward to May first. So for everybody um, that's listening, um, as Diane Sue is getting her website and the Facebook group um, up and live, uh, in the meantime, please contact her via Diane Sue on Facebook. And, uh, and you can also find out all about Diane Sue at the um, Influence Publishing website. So you can go to influencepublishing.com and um, you can look up Diane Sue's um, author name and you will find all the information about the book and the book launch on that page as well. So influencepublishing.com slash Diane Sue and you'll be able to get all the information about the book launch. So for today, thank you so much for joining us. And um, I'm very much looking forward to uh, seeing you again and inviting everybody uh, for the book launch on May the 1st. Thanks, Julie. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to step into your higher collective purpose in life, head over to www.influencepublishing.com and claim your free two-hour webinar on unlocking your story and discover a family of support and love to help you embrace the collective call to purpose. Please go to iTunes to like, subscribe, and review so we can spread this message. You can also find us on YouTube and Facebook. Please share this episode with someone you think can benefit and have a positive impact on their life. Until the next time, live a life with collective purpose.